welcome to Pops and Hisses, a music podcast where you hear from the artists you love. I'm your host, Kevin Coffey, and in this episode, we have singer-songwriter Matt Carney. Carney's new album, January Flower, was released earlier this year, and it's a great summertime record, but it's also something a little bit different than you might be used to from him. While he's known for producing pop songs with lots of layers, sometimes based off a melody, sometimes on a beat, this time, Carney started everything on an acoustic guitar. In fact, the entire album was written while he was in a remote area without much other than his guitar and a good friend. I caught up with him to talk about the genesis of the record, how it came together, what he plans to do now that he gets out on the road, finally. Real quick, I want to remind you that you can listen to the Pops and Hisses podcast and find music news, reviews, and interviews at popsandhisses.com. But right now, it's time for Matt Carney. Let's get into it. Let's rewind a little bit. Uh... Back in 2019, that was this was before you started working on the new record. You were doing an acoustic tour, right? Yeah, I was. I was doing an acoustic tour, um, kind of a city black and white. It was called City of Black and White Revisited. It was uh, some re-recordings of my second record called City Black and White. And then we went out. It was really, honestly, an excuse just to do an acoustic tour. I hadn't done one in a really long time. And got it in just in the nick of time before COVID. I was one of the lucky people that me and my wife knew we were going to have a little girl coming. So I kind of shut it down for 2020. No, I'd be finishing my current record, um, January Flower, that just came out. But I was working on that. So, yeah, I I got all these shows out of the way right in the nick of time before the whole world shut down. So unlike others, you seem to have it timed, you know, accidentally timed just right. <laughs> you shut everything yes. down for 2020. You're, you ready to have a baby. And then you probably would have had to shut everything down anyway. So it seemed like everything. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a good year. I mean, I, I feel bad even saying that. But yeah, my my situation was a lot better than some people. And I mean, I, didn't have to, I can't imagine if you had been promoting and working on a whole tour or you're a new band and you had like a new song mm-hmm. that was kind of happening and you like had that moment to go tour and that got taken away from you. Yeah, I, I feel really bad for a lot of those artists that um, were dealt that hand. But for me, it was like I was already going to be home, man. If you you have a newborn, bro, you aren't doing much nope. usually. I mean, I you know I don't know. Some people just leave. I I I get get why they do that, but I didn't do that. <laughs> I stuck around, changed diapers. Um, no, and it really ended up being a really special year. Honestly, it was a really weird weird year. But just yeah. to be home, home and going to be forced to be, home. and we weren't going anywhere. Man. A lot of walks, a lot of walking. <laughs> Yeah, if you're gonna be forced to be home with yeah, what'd you say? Sorry, you're cutting out a bit. Oh, sorry. Let me check my Wi-Fi. Yeah, I'm gonna switch to a different Wi-Fi myself because. Well, my... are you in the fiber? Let's... No, I'm not. But generally, get that, I don't have any get that fiber, bro. <laughs> I live in an old neighborhood. <laughs> my house is like a hundred years old. There's no fiber here. <laughs> Hang on one second. Um, yeah, I'm gonna switch to this. There's no fiber, bro. Okay, disconnected. No, sorry. Okay. <laughs> Metamucil. <laughs> that yeah. joke would have gone so much better if I didn't use an anti phlegm medicine. I went for the uh <laughs> I went for the fiber in a jar. It works. We got the metamucil fiber here, bro. Um <laughs> orange flavored. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. All right, I'm good. Do I sound better? I'm not cutting out now, I don't think. You sound better, bro. You just so you just yeah. Good. I'm glad. So if you're going to be home, that's a perfect time. You got a baby. 
you're just hanging out. You're not going anywhere anyway. For you, you don't, you, I mean, you didn't have to worry about being on a tour. Probably a nice year of bonding and hanging out, right? Yeah, it was amazing. I mean, I was working on my new record a lot. So I had been doing that thing and we needed to put some final touches on it. Um, so there was a lot of work I was doing, but it was a little different. You know, you were on a different schedule. We did a lot of it remotely too for a while. I had, I was, we had tracked a bunch of um, players like right before the world shut down. We had tracked all of this. We'd done, gone into the studio and recorded all of these performances and we kind of then had to edit and mess with them. So we had all this material we had to edit down anyways. Um, so it became a year where, you know, it was, I was around definitely working and created a lot of space for this project, the new one. Mm -hmm. um, and it really served the record really in a cool way. But yeah, man, I was home and I hadn't been home in 15 years, probably this much. That's and crazy. it was awesome. I loved it. I mean, I, I, well, once again, I feel bad saying that because I know a lot of people lost their jobs or, you know, had people they lost lo loved ones. Right. So it, I feel w guilty even saying that. But, but to be honest, for my experience, yeah, it was a weird break. I, I'm not someone that like, I like to work, I like to stay busy. And so to have permission to like not grind after, <laughs> you know, all the records I put out in my life and like, actually in my own soul be like hey you got permission to like not grind this year like yeah. there's a global pandemic you can chill out and just be home and be present it was like a real gift and taught me a lot actually about myself absolutely well especially when you're in that musician mode of well we got to put out a record then we got to record it here and then we got to you know put the record out then we got to go on tour and then we're going to take a little break then we're going to go on tour again then we're going to make another record i mean that's just an endless process yeah, it is a long, it's a, and there's a rhythm to it that we've gotten good at as a family. Like me and my wife, you know, I don't, when I first started 2000, whatever, nothing left to lose my first record. You know, I was a single guy just mm. ready to work my butt off. I think we did 250, 300 shows a year. I mean, I just did everything wow. commitments a year, man. Some of that's radio stuff or weird, oh, yeah. weird listener lounge in Cincinnati, Ohio at the, you know, banana bar or something you're just like i did so much crap early on um but we've gotten it down to where a big year for me would would be a, you know like a month in the spring and a month in the fall and then then i'm home for another year so yeah it's it's really manageable yeah that's great so um and then i know this is all happening at the same time we were talking about kind of that acoustic tour and pandemic and stuff but uh tell me about joshua tree so you had these intentions i was reading the story about this you had intentions for this session what you guys were going to do and then like it just did not work out <laughs> the same way <laughs> like how you envisioned it all yeah my original thing was that my best friend in the world is named marshall roman he's like the kid in your neighborhood that i just grew up with we went to elementary school together our families were really close his his older brother was my older brother's best friend but he was um really creative and his mom was this artist and she, and we would do a lot of stuff together like painting we got into graffiti for a while we took some pottery lessons growing up in eugene oregon that was like a cool thing to be creative so we did all these you know we'd go play basketball and then we'd go do paint something and um he stayed my best friend and i really i just wanted to create with him so i said hey bro let's go we've never done this he's a painter he's a super talented fine artist i said let's go out to the desert i'll bring some recording gear i'll record you paint we'll just hang out and we'll see what happens and when we the first day we got to this house in the middle of nowhere i mean 
10 miles, we drove down this dirt road, Roadrunner Rut Road in <laughs> Pioneerville somewhere, California, right on the border of Joshua Tree. I mean, I'm off the grid is like, I've never been this off the grid. You know, solar panels, you right. can't even, there's, you can't see another house as far as your eye can see. And uh, this crazy storm rolled in. It was the most rainfall they'd ever recorded in the area or something. So there was literally a river going down our street. You, There was um crazy storm which means solar panels don't work so like our power went out we had no wi-fi we had no cell phone we were just hanging out nothing dark house in the middle of nowhere and we had this wood stove though so i i just i was like for a day i'm like i'm gonna go crazy what are we gonna do we're just gonna stare at each other all the recording gear i brought wasn't gonna work you know no power so we just ended up sitting with a guitar writing songs and it ended up being this really special time that reminded me of how I started writing, which was just uh, me and a guitar and some friends. And it really started the trajectory for the record in a lot of ways. Yeah. That's just so did that, how much did that affect your intentions? Cause I know you had that acoustic tour, which you're excited to do. You're now stuck in a house with nothing but an acoustic guitar. Did that really like send you down a different path than you had intended? Yeah, I, I, I it really did. Actually, I think, um, I hadn't really thought about that, but oftentimes when you're making a record for me, I don't have like a clear path of what I'm doing early on. You're just kind of trying things. And then Tom Waits is like this artist who I love. And he always says there's, there's seeds of other, you find certain songs and there's seeds of all these other songs in them. So you like find this thing. You're like, Oh wait, this is inspiring to me. I could, this, this makes sense. This is a door we could, it's like the, wardrobe line which in the wardrobe you open this crack and you're like oh this could be a whole world we could go into yeah um so for me yeah a lot of times at the beginning you're just kind of scratching at the surface you don't know what you're doing and then you find these songs that open up these avenues and that yeah that that really was a massive time for me to connect to this kind of style of writing that i really it's just my own curiosity of like, oh, this is really fun. Like some of that probably was influenced by the acoustic tour that had happened. I had a, a new love for that kind of me and an acoustic guitar by myself. Mm -hmm. I'd kind of grown with my chops. I'd gotten my chops back. I hadn't done that for a while. So I was able to, you know, hold my own with just a guitar and a room full of people. Um, so yeah, that probably was all playing into it, but it really did set the trajectory for, for what I wanted to do in the record. Right. So once, this is a long time ago, uh, in an interview we did long, long ago, but uh, you were telling about songwriting and a lot of times you don't always write with an, a, a guitar and figuring things out. You might tap out a beat. Uh, it's almost yeah, like a yeah. hip hop style. Totally. For me, which is really interesting for like a singer songwriter like you, um, you find a beat or you find a rhythm or a melody or something. And then you kind of build off of that, which is different than a lot of other people do. So did you kind of shift back away from that again? <laughs> Maybe, yeah. I'm always playing with that style of, um, you know, those those songs always happen, and there's always the visceral moments. Like even on this record, there's definitely moments where you, you know, like I have a song called "Ships in the Night" that was fairly popular. That started with us building this kind of visceral moment, like a beat to describe it to lay people. You know, we had like acoustic guitar. We had this like boom, 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 ka, boom, 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 ka. Boom, 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 and then and then the producer played this bling, 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 like this like piano part. And I'm like, whoa, this is so this is such a vibe without even a song to it yet. So sometimes I start that way, where you get this like visceral 
expression, a beat that like you put on and people dance to it. You're already you're like you're already starting with an advantage. You know, if you just have acoustic guitar, sometimes you write a song and people are like, okay, that's a cool song, but I don't know. The like the track sucks and it doesn't make me vibe. <laughs> it's like more cerebral than visceral. You know, yeah. it's like more mind than body. And sometimes, yeah, I start with the body with like a beat and then you kind of like makes you like riff over things and then you find I had, well, I had this title ships in the night so then i wrote like ships in the night keep passing me by just kind of mm. riffing and then the wrote the verses so that totally is a is something i use but yeah this record reminded me a little more of maybe like city of black and white my record where less of that was happening and it was more i have an idea and a guitar and i want to convey that idea um and they both work and i've written some of the best songs doing both things in my life yeah. so um, there's no one way for me well i really enjoyed the record overall uh but it was if anybody is ever going to call it like it's an acoustic album <laughs> that yeah. is, isn't going to sound right because you still did a lot of the production on the album and there's that acoustic guitar bass playing under yeah. every song but you did a lot of the really cool production you always do and like build things up around that and made these really cool uh songs like those i mean those visceral moments like you were talking about that you just yeah. latch onto in a really cool way um so i wondered kind of how so you do this stuff in joshua tree you kind of get some momentum then you go to nashville and start like let's recording yeah. record this stuff like how'd you keep that same energy and momentum moving in the direction you wanted to go well i, I just i really it it helped me build some parameters that i was like i want this to be based in some organic instruments acoustic guitars pianos you know sometimes you're trying to do the opposite you want like i want weird sounding crap i don't want anything that feels organic or my last record is more that way. I wanted, I kind of had this other sentiment I wanted, but it started with like, these are the ingredients we're making the dish with is like acoustic guitar, you know, let's start there. Like just, that's the big thing. Like this is going to be the the main entree on everything, acoustic guitar. And that really started forming like, well, what kind of stuff do you want to talk about in this? Like some of it being influenced by 2020. I re I wrote a few songs, so I had a bunch of material, but I already had this kind of like rural setting, like introspective mm -hmm. Grand Canyon, like kind of desert. Like I wanted I the the rivers and mountains were relating to my life more than like the street and the cars and like Honda Chords, like other records of mine. So I don't know. Sometimes you just as a creative person. You, you just follow those things. And then it, it, there was a sentiment building and I just I found it really fun to play and explore those things. You know, the kind of the part of my history, that's the mm -hmm. organ kid that went backpacking a bunch and the guy that's a new dad, that's taking on maybe some bigger themes, not just like young love kind of ideas. You know, that's all, those are all the things going on. I wasn't thinking about any of them, but looking back, that's what was, that, that was what was brewing in the pot at the time. Yeah. Well, you can really pick those things up. Like, uh, it's interesting you said that you hit the nail on the head of something I was thinking when I've been listening to the record. Um, I couldn't really express it, but the thought of the city street versus walking through the forest or, you know, walking in the desert, which is just a different vibe because you have that kind of, I don't know, uh, in some of your older songs, just, you know, walking into a store, uh, being in a bar, walking down the street and seeing things. And that's just, yeah. you have versus like powerless which i don't know if this is one of the songs you wrote in uh joshua tree but 
it sounds like it very much. Oh, dude. Like you're just it, in it, awe of all the nature and just how yeah. maybe insignificant. Well, powerless, of course, is the perfect word uh, yeah. you might have felt during that. <laughs> well, it's that was literally the song. It started as that's the first song we wrote. Started as a joke because we ran out of power. So I, I no, I'm not joking. So I had That's my guitar so and I was like, powerless. And, and no, but the imagery in it is like, right, it, it right. came about losing power, but then it took on like the deeper meaning that like formed as we were writing the song was like, what are, where are these moments in your life where you're just out of control, starting a new project, taking a chance, like falling in love with someone, like the beautiful kind of powerlessness that um yeah so that you know f- the first line flashing floods stuck in the mud i was off the grid and on the run you know, you know it felt so close from far away you know like violent wind blew down the doors it did me in and i prayed for more all the damage done that i wouldn't change you know lay me down to sleep you know when it comes to us i'm powerless like so yeah that the whole thing kind of came out of like me riffing on that we're we literally were just out of power you turned it into something you turned it into something so big so much more i mean that's it that's all the good songs are just right? like that <laughs> usually you rick rubin always talks he's this famous producer he always talks yeah. about the laughing moment in a song when you're laughing not out of humor but out of this is ridiculous or like i'm a little shocked by this idea or i'm i don't know why a laugh is often like you're like are we really like yeah oh yeah we could write powerless like i'm sitting with the guitar right singing i'm power joking because we're in the power <laughs> yeah in the dark and then we're kind of laughing like well this actually's kind of got some vibe to it and then it then we like go there and, t- and take on like the big issue like well where do we actually really feel powerless like in our hearts yeah. like and then you get vulnerable and that's yeah those are the magic moments when you can if i could do that every day i'd be happy but i can't <laughs> always i i chase for those moments yeah you saying that about Rick Rubin actually makes me think of one specific song, which is 99 Problems by Jay-Z. And actually, Jay-Z actually says, you're crazy for this one, Rick, in the song. Because it yeah. sounds like a silly song, but it's yes. actually very serious and very yes. excellent song. And that's like, yeah, perfect. Uh, I am way more into that. Like, um, I am way more into those things these days. Like, mm-hmm. some of my favorite people are playing with like, like irony and earnestness and humor and when you you know like you hear a great paul simon song or springsteen song you know like um glory days like glory days in a blink of a young girl's eye glory days like he's and it's basically making fun of this guy at the bar who's like remember when i was the quarterback the star (laughs) quarterback which is just ridiculous premise to start a song on but then you go back to like hey man but we are all like actually really struggling with getting her and like you know, mm-hmm. we've all done make decisions we regret. Or you take on the bigger issue, then all of a sudden you're like, whoa, this song is profound. And playing with those kind of humor and, and irony and is just, I, that's, I love that right now. It's just yeah. a fun thing to do. Those are some of my favorite songs, the ones that, you know, everybody knows the lyrics to or something. And then you go, have you ever sat and listened to that song very closely? And then you start thinking about it. You're like, oh, this is about something totally different. Yeah. Like this song is dark. Like you listen to like <laughs> yeah. Dancing in the Dark. You're like, yeah, we're dancing in the dark. And you're like, wait want to change my clothes my hair my face man there's got to be something like 
this guy is like ready to off himself. Like he's not happy. Yeah. You know, like, and this is a sad song. And it's like, do, 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 you yeah, know, it's like so upbeat. Courtney Cox is doing a dance move on stage <laughs> with him in the video, you know. Exactly. Oh, man. So, God, we were talking about the record. And I don't even know we got in such a good, enjoyable tangent, but, um, yeah, well, one thing I was thinking about when I was listening to this was, uh, and you had mentioned it before, that not so many songs about young love, and I'm so excited about this, or, uh, but you get some really emotional depth on these songs about uh, time passing and feeling older and um, just all kinds of different stuff. It just kind of, even going on what we were just talking about, but getting deeper, uh, much deeper than some of those surface level sorts of things. Was that uh, you tapping into what's going on in your life or just things that you wanted to talk about. Or, I mean, I feel that personally as a parent yeah. getting older, I start thinking about much deeper things <laughs> than I do. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, I think it is maturity. I think it's, um, I think it's what I needed to do right now and creatively like, and don't get me wrong. I will definitely love writing a song about young love and dumb things and like butterflies in your stomach. And like, cause I feel all those too, but I remember on that trip in Joshua Tree, Marshall, high school best friends, painting. I love him. I respect him just as a human, spiritually, as, as a his character, just his integrity. And, you know, and he's like a fine artist. Like he's chasing down his own integrity all the time. Musicians can sell it pretty easily sometimes for like a hit or, you know, something. And I remember I was writing this song called Blame that's on the record. And the song is, I'm the one to blame. I lost my way. And it still hurts to say, I'm the one who changed. Never got to say, you know, like in that sentiment, I was singing that. I'm like, dude. And I remember this person and I was just like, this is written to this person. I never got to say, you know what? I really hurt you and wronged you. And like, I don't know the collateral damage of that in your own life. And I, I'm not in a place to know you and have a relationship with you anymore. You know, ex-boyfriends or girlfriends that we've wronged and just treated like crap or something, friends that you look back and you have regrets about it. And I was like, does anyone want to hear about this? Probably not. Most people want to just be like, sing me, just make positive vibes, bro. You know, <laughs> everything's going to be all right. Now, you know, like, just tell me that. And I'm like, and I remember Marshall from around the corner painting his paintings like bro you have to say it are, like are you i'm like almost in tears writing this song he's like if you're gonna make a best record of your life you gotta say some crap you believe like or what are we doing here and i just remember being like whoa only my high school childhood best friend can be like bro i know who the real you is like go there don't be scared and in many ways that was some of the bravery of the record was just being vulnerable not just writing a love song that you know is going to do well and everybody's going to like, but taking on some deeper stuff. And maybe it won't, maybe people don't want to hear that song. And I'm a, I actually really sleep good at night knowing I did it, like regardless of whether people respond to it or not. And, you know, Marshall, that's it. Your best friends in a guitar. That's how I started. And that's why I kept coming back to that place. I love, I love the idea of two things. One, bringing along a non-musical collaborator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah somebody to like bounce stuff off of keep things fresh be yeah. like oh, you should do this or or not or yeah. maybe in some cases being like no 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 don't do that <laughs> but yeah. like i love that idea that's really cool and then the other thing i was thinking too while you're talking about that was i think we need those songs because 
it's hard to express those things. And so many people, and I did when I was listening to that song, identified with that going like, man, yeah, I'm just like that. Like I have people yeah. that I know I've messed up too. And I'm, there's no way to tell them that, but at least we can all feel <laughs> like listening to that song. You can all feel that feeling and go, yeah, like I wish I could do something about that now. Yeah. Or maybe someone will. I don't know. I mean, maybe right. like there's a motivation in there, but I think even that is like healing in my own this even for me like i forget like what is this song going to do in the world like taking responsibility is actually so painful but it's so beautiful because it grows you up in ways that you you can't deny it for the future of your life even taking responsibility and people you've wronged man as painful as that is it sets you up to not do that again yeah and it's it's like humility right. I, people that don't have regrets man i don't I don't, I don't know. really relate to that thing. I'm like, you're, yeah, you're like, in denial, bro. Like, yeah. if you don't have regrets, like, you just aren't, like, an emotionally aware person of your existence on this earth because we've all screwed up and messed each yeah. other up at times. Even if you're unable to make amends or apologize if it's impossible or you're unable or even unwilling, at least you're recognizing that you did mess up and then I'm yeah. going to not do that next time. Or, like, do you want to get better as a – like? I, I I love I, and this was modeled to me maybe because my parents, mm-hmm. my mom was a therapist a little bit. You know, she did some marriage and family counseling, and um, and my dad is like this crazy guy who just I love him. He's so flawed, but just keeps like trying to get better. Like, and he's just made he's just flawed, but totally right. wanting to not be and growing and like he's not just flawed and like oh i'm screwed up yep sorry you got to deal with it he's like really wants to change and i just like 75 and he's like working through fear and he's like telling me like emotionally like man i'm just really identifying this pattern that's been there my whole life i'm like you're 75 this is so rad like you could just be like f the world man i am who i am you got this far i'm done (laughs) yeah like you change i don't change you change and it's like i just really respect that the best start of my life comes from that spirit of like, man, what is this? What's going on in like my own heart in the way that I need to like explore the own things, the depths of my own soul and like mine them and deal with them. That's where the best art comes from. And that's maybe the gift I hopefully give to people is in the journey of watching me go through it as they get to like maybe access some of that in themselves. Yeah. I think that's the beauty of those kinds of, songs is being able to apply those things to your life and you know feel that way about them yeah i mean i feel like lewis and clark like my one of my heroes is lewis and the clark, lewis and clark mm-hmm. my family came over to oregon on the covered on i'm a sixth generation oregonian on my mother's side so like when you played oregon trail as a kid remember that game that yeah. was like literally my family <laughs> so i don't know i, I embrace the pioneer thing or something that's like just love it like being from oregon you know johnny died of dysentery or whatever you would yes. do fort the river fight you know hunt the ox or whatever um but pioneer yeah going there like being Mm -hmm. brave enough and vulnerable enough to like go even look in the mirror in the way that's painful is like you're kind of in some ways pioneering that for other people that maybe weren't taught that or don't have that skill or don't like that's not their knee-jerk reaction but then they get to vicariously do that and it's like maybe they're freer maybe they like are more in touch with this thing that's been in their heart the whole time, but they just didn't know how to identify. I don't know. I just, that's like one of the, one of the things I I hope to do in my music. I don't know if I'm doing it all the time, but that's one of my goals at least. 
Yeah. Um, one song I wanted to ask about was uh, was Boulder. It's just such a beautiful song, and I love the way it's built up from the acoustic with the piano and stuff like that. And I found myself listening to it uh, several times over, and I just wondered where'd that song come from? <laughs> yeah. What, Bold- what went into making that one? Boulder almost didn't make the record um, because it was so folky. And I was like, man, we got a lot of slow songs. But I just kept, but I couldn't play it for my wife. She still never listened to it all the way through. She just cannot listen to it. She just starts crying. It's like too emotional for her. Yeah. And like the in a beautiful way. Right. And, like, right. and really what so what happens when we had a first when we had our first kid, Olive, um, there was this coffee shop called Box. And um the the way we worked it is my wife would get up all night, you know, do the breastfeeding thing, and I would take first shift in the morning, seven AM, be up. And our house is kind of loud, so I would take her to this coffee shop for an hour in the morning. We just hang out. I loved it. We could be social. There's a little play area. All the neighborhood, other artists would come out. You know, different Sam Hunt, Ben Rector, all these cool musicians would yeah. come. We'd end up talking in the morning, drinking That's coffee. Cool. Yeah, it was a cool coffee shop. And um, whatever reason, something about the kitchen not being too big, it was their commercial bakery, blah, blah, blah. They shut it down. And, and, um, when I, one night I was sitting there and I was like getting really emotional. I was like tearing up that this coffee shop was closing. It's like, you know, but it's right not my, coffee shop closing. It's your morning experience with your daughter and your friend. Bro, it's just, yeah. Uh-huh. It, it, it's a, it's representing a season in my life mm-hmm. and it represented this becoming a dad for the first time, all of that, what that meant emotionally. Um, yeah. And so I, I just wrote it that night, the night it closed. And I was sitting on my front steps looking, you know, down the street and kind of see the lights of where the coffee shop was. And, uh, you know, in today they shut the door on something so much more than any box could hold or wrecking ball can roll from your heart. And the coffee shop was called box. So that was my play on words. And yeah, it really was about the passage of time. And, um, I guess it's like my kind of, I wish I could, sl- I just appreciate this, but I, it also is, crazy how fast life is moving you know days are days are long years are short kind of vibe you know yeah yeah it's a beautiful song i really like that one um and i was wondering just what's next what are you doing now you gonna play some shows have you played any yet we do we just announced um dates in october okay i'm so freaking pumped like i i think i know how to do it still i you know i think i i think i remember how to play a show um, I'll definitely have to buy some new clothes that aren't just sweatpants. And uh, I'm I'm right there with you, man. Yeah, all, uh, athletic shorts, sweatpants, and t-shirts. <laughs> I mean, is there a better? What well, we all learned? It's like tech stuff's great. Like REI, man. We should all just be wearing that. Like, why <laughs> yes, are we wearing anything but like microfibers and like loose pants? It's the like, future. Like we just let's all wear comfortable. Yes. Uh, what was the uh, point? Why were we not always wearing comfortable clothes that that are w- w- wicking that have good wicking uh, pr- principles? You well, know, I, I was going to ask. Uh, that's funny because I've seen you before. Uh, sometimes wearing a, a shirt and tie on stage and stuff like that. Do you ever want to go back to that again? That seems like torture. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Oh no. I mean, that was that was early on. That was like my um. Yeah, that was that was, the Na- that was the Nashville. That was my city of black and white tour, and there was something mm-hmm. it felt like I wanted to be like, uh, 
mature and respected as a songwriter and there, yeah. that was like a thing to tie the black like kind of blues brothers look thing um mm -hmm. i look back at those photos like maybe that'll come back again it's got to right like the kind of yeah. british wave like i think if you want if you want to dress that way man everyone would come in with wow like skinny, damn he looks good <laughs> skinny tie like it is a vibe um <laughs> no i'm definitely on a different wave these days i'm i'm on the like like oh hi kind of hippie desert um relaxing comfortable with microfibers that's really where i'm at these days <laughs> that's much more comfortable especially if you're gonna be on stage moving around and singing and totally <laughs> yeah man that's really cool um so that'd be by october that'll be almost two years since you toured right since you went on and did a lot of shows yeah yes i i think so no it would have been so it was spring we ended in february of 2020 so yeah that'll be yeah. um a year and a half almost two year and three quarters so yeah it's wild man i i mean i i i would take off sections of time to work earlier in my process because a weren't people weren't clamoring to get me to do one-offs more but now the longer i've done it done this there's more built-in things where like oh come play this festival you know you you stay active a little more consistently regardless of where you're at in your cycle sure, um sure. but but this will be the longest it's, I've been off in, I think, ever. And ever. Since you were 15. <laughs> I did go to a show last night. Like, my buddy loves this comedian, so we went and saw him. Mm -hmm. And, I, you know, it was the first thing I'd done. I went to the Ryman in Nashville and saw this And, like, it was wild. It was a trip, man, to be, yeah. like, in a row with people. And, like, this is Nashville, so people aren't, you know, um, what? Do, how do you say this? Like, they love their grits and mm -hmm. pork belly and like like yep. this was this was there was not a lot of like the first thing i said when i said i was like because it's a pew and i'm like so we're sharing yeah. are we sharing this number like what's happening like is this my seat or is this your seat and my seat because it was like i was like middle seat of airplane times 10 like i couldn't i think i had to wedge my hips into the to get into the seat Excuse you know? me? Like, yeah, I was like, I was like literally like taking things out of my pockets so I could get into the seat, you know, like <laughs> phone can't go in the pocket because I can't. There was so much, there was so long that we didn't, I don't know about you, I didn't go anywhere and I didn't go no. to any, any people. So to go in, do, into no. a place that was so normal to just, yeah, man, I stuck my butt into a tiny theater seat next to Dude. so many people. And if you asked me to go do that now, I'd be fine, but it would be so weird. It was really, it was a, it was like a, whoa, what is happening? Um, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, we're all, we're fully vaccinated. I feel like yeah. safer now about yeah. that, but you still, I mean, I don't know. It's still like a weird, it's just a weird phenomenon to go from this emotionally kind of isolated state to shoving your butt between two people. <laughs> and then like sitting in this room full of people yeah. dying, laughing. It was, it was like, I was t totally enjoying it, but also being like, feeling like like the world was an alternate universe like i hadn't done this in so long <laughs> that's such um, a yeah I, I mean i imagine nashville is probably kicking things up a little faster than other places because everyone bro like, it is like <laughs> it is there's no there's no nothing happened here there's been no pandemic like yeah. it's all bets are off <laughs> now the, like the, the bachelor parties are like the bachelorette parties oh, that's where we're the city of bachelorette parties so they are just yeah like little schools of ducks just like they all wear the same t-shirt there's one yeah. leader with the phone and everyone kind of follows the whatever they're going on gps around <laughs> it's like it's so funny there's the one straggler who's like they're like come on gotta keep up it's totally like yeah they're like little little like baby ducks walking around chicks you know little like yeah. uh, hens you know like walking in pods 
Um, so we are fully, we are, we are on 10. Is, there's, there was no pandemic here. Yeah. It's, it's coming back around here, but you know, like I said, if you wanted to play a show in Nashville, you could do that pretty fast, but if you, for you to come here to Omaha, it'd take you a little while to route here. So they're starting to kick back up, but I haven't really been to like a big concert or show. I mean, that was my, that was my first in a year yeah. and it was, um, it was a thing. I enjoyed yeah. it. There's some I'm ready for it, man. But I mean, at some point you got to like rip the bandaid off and just do it. Yeah. Like if you don't, if, and everybody's going to gauge their own risk. Like if, if, if you're around people that still are at risk or you're not, can't get a vaccine or something that's, but like, you know, at some point people just got to be able to, yeah. I mean, I wish everybody just get it and, but the vaccine, yeah. but I get that you can't <laughs> talk everyone into that either. I, you yeah. know, my own family, there's different people that believe different things, but sure. uh, yeah, man, I like, I'm just, I am just pumped. I, I can't imagine even seeing that crowd, the comedy crowd, Mm-hmm. people were losing their minds they were just like this is the greatest it's got to be a year of pent-up energy too oh and dude it's it was great to be there but yeah everybody says the roaring 20s are coming that's where we're going like that was after the spanish flu i think was the roaring 20s so mm-hmm. it's like we're about to go like uh, yeah i'm ready i'm ready to be there in yeah. the room with people just losing their minds you know ripping their shirts off and like just throwing drinks across the room i'm I'm ready for that scene in blues brothers where they're throwing bottles yeah, whipping the beer bottles yeah they're just just <laughs> pelting on stage. yeah just glass shattering and they're yeah. just going like let's go i'm ready i've been sitting at home too long that's awesome well um i know you didn't announce omaha any omaha dates but you're coming around midwest maybe you'll swing back through here uh later It'd be great to see you live again it's been a it's been a while but Leg one is up, leg two's coming, and it's a lot more dates. So um we just those are those are coming. So yeah, there's 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 more where that came from. We just wanted to get some off the ground and running. Well, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Cool, man. Well, uh thanks, Matt. I love it. My pleasure. I Such appreciate a good... you coming on the show and uh hanging out with me for a while. It's awesome talking to you. Kevin, I love it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me again and or catching up with you again and yeah. um i can't wait to see in omaha let's uh i don't know eat some steaks or something we like, can arrange that <laughs> invest some money in some like hedge funds isn't that what the, we can find warren buffett that's a deep no, that was a deep cut the, we can go to the steakhouse he eats at and just accost him if you'd really want to <laughs> should i buy or sell i need to know yeah just we yeah, what do you tell tell warren buffett i love omaha it's a cool town i, I would love to be down there yeah man up there over there that this direction <laughs> yeah well, cool man yeah it was a uh, great talking to you um i never remember the schedule of these things when they come out but you this episode will be edited and up i think next week but i'll send it through to your publicist and they can get it to you if you want to check it out love uh, it share it or anything like that so cool i really appreciate it i love the record uh been listening to it a lot thanks kevin i'm really i'm i'm weirdly proud i i usually don't ever listen to a record like once you finish a record, no, seriously, once I finish a record, I've been working on it for so long, I kind of can't listen to it once it's out. Also because you're scared and there's a lot more going on. Weirdly, though, this record, I like keep putting it on and like I'm shocking myself. I'm like, I really like this thing, which you would think every artist feels and you do on some level. You love everything you've done, but yeah, but, but like, when you put something out like that, you can also look at it and go, uh, you have to sign off on it and be done with it at some point. You hear the things 
oh, we should change this. Should have done that. Maybe totally. Like there's all kinds of things, but and and every record good. you're doing your best. Sometimes I'm sure it's like a director making a movies. You're like. Mm-hmm wow, we really crushed it on this one. Or the other ones, you're like, man, it's a good movie. I tried my best. I couldn't <laughs> quite like land it. Like, the, the, you know, there, yeah. was a prem- there was a fault in the premise of the whole thing or like the director or this actor wasn't doing their thing right or something. You know, sometimes you just try your best and you hope it turns out good. And there's been albums that I felt like are more successful than other ones. But for some reason, this one, I just keep listening to it. I'm like, wow, how did this happen? I really love this thing. Like I'm surprising myself, which has been really rewarding, honestly. Great. That's got to be a great feeling. Yeah, it really is. Crushed it. Thanks, man. Yeah. Well, awesome, man. Thanks so much for your time. I really appreciate it. It was good talking to you. All right, Kevin. Take care, man. Take it easy. Thanks for listening to my talk with Matt Carney. Check out his new album, January Flower, which is out right now. Subscribe to the Pops and Hisses podcast on your favorite podcast app or head to popsandhisses.com where you can listen to the podcast and find more music news, reviews, interviews, and podcast episodes. I'm your host, Kevin Coffey, and you can follow me on Twitter as at Omaha Music Guy or find my page on Facebook by searching for my name, Kevin Coffey. My last name is spelled C-O-F-F-E-Y. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you to Herd at Media for producing the show, and I encourage you to check out all of her network of podcasts. There's entertainment, sports, fitness, all kinds of different stuff. Find them all and lots more at herdatmedia.com slash network. That's H-U-R-R-D-A-T media.com. Thanks for listening. See you next time. A Herdat Media Production.